Yesterday, actually, I was at um, Best Buy. No, not Best Buy. Uh, I was at a place. I'm not going to name the place. Getting one of these mics. And the dude said, I don't know, it was kind of weird. The dude asked me if I was singing because it's a handheld mic. And he was like, oh, yo, um, I thought you were a singer because you're giving me Trey Songs vibes. Really? Yeah. I thought that was weird. Trey Songs? Yeah. I was like, bro, I'm renting a mic. You ain't got to. Make the sale. You didn't have. Did you have a follow up question behind that? No, nah, I yeah, was just, just like, left it. Where was that? I just left it where Smart it was man. Be. I don't want to. So probably try to get you a record deal. Maybe. Or a date. Or a date. Could have been that too. Um. All right. This is technically our anniversary month, and within that, we got special things. Like to welcome. Are you going by your real name? All right. I want to welcome Shanisha to the podcast. How you doing, Shanisha? What's up? What's up? Welcome. Um, and then we got, I'm going to let y'all introduce yourselves because last time I kind of fucked it up. So, what's up, man? Easy Rose. Yeah, what's good, people? This is your boy AD back. 2019. Keep it moving. All right, yeah. Um, also, yesterday, I mean, don't get mad at me, but I finally finished The Wire. <laughs> Damn. How you Tony. feel about it? How you feel about it? Well, I always watched parts of it, but I never watched it consecutively. Wait, tw- 20 years of Finish the Wire, bro? Right. Yeah, man. I, I hopped it's on a classic, in demand. though, so classic. Could, it's one of them things you could go um, back into. I mean, it's one of the best shows I've seen on HBO. I'm surprised it hasn't won any awards. Not trying to big them up. I'm just Yeah, I saying. feel I still hate it the time, you know, they, you know, they got rid of strings. That was yeah. a hard episode, man. Oh, man. When they bagged oh, up man. strings. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, if you haven't seen it by now, you're going to hear some spoilers. Well, you trashed, then yeah. fuck you, right? <laughs> like, so, this is so, we definitely spoiled. When they got rid of Omar, I was like, I thought it was a yeah, great Yeah, Omar was another one, too. So, wait, so Tony was trashed up until last night. <laughs> you finally seen the, the final episode? Yeah, he was. Oh, he was trash up until last night. Man, that's crazy, man. Nah, man. Like, Shout to Mac Wiles. I liked him, his character. Yeah, man. And and even uh, what's the, what's the guy? I mean, Michael B. Jordan was on Michael the B. Jordan. Right? He yeah, was a kid him. on the Damn, joint, they man. took him out in the first season, though. Yeah, he had to go, Wallace. Man. Uh, you yeah. know, sorry. Avon Barksdale was my snitching. favorite character. Wood Harris, I, I love that character. Oh, yeah, good, I love Avon. Avon Barksdale, Bodie. Yeah, Bay. What was his name? No, Bobby. Wee Bay. Wee Bay. Bay was dope. Yeah. He Bo- took them charges. He was like, fuck no, but what's He was dope? like, give me the bodies. But what's dope about the Y is the fact that, like, although there's opposite um, parties, like, they all have their own interests, right? Right. But at the same at the same time, they're all, like, the same. Like, they're all fiends for something. Right. right. Like, McNulty, right? McNulty, McNulty was, was like Bubbles. Fiend. Yeah, they like kind of like the but same. for like danger yeah. and police. Yeah, he was yo, a fiend for yo, yeah. Do you remember when he was taking like the homeless people? And he was like, <laughs> like yeah. adjusting their bodies. It was crazy to fit like crime. Like that was well. The, wild. Well, the one thing like, I liked about the wire, um, 
if you look at it, whether they were drug dealers, police, um, government, government, all they yeah. all Schools had systems. a chain of command they had to follow. Yeah, as an organization, they which I thought was something like anybody could relate to, because like no one could make a move without someone at the top. If you look at just specifically the police, um, like when that dude had that that one area that was called oh, Amsterdam, oh, Amsterdam, right? Yeah, and it was just like he had to take the the bullet for that, but like. There was no move that could be made. He was everybody kept saying chain of command, chain of command, and everyone was just trying to coast until they could make their way to the next spot. Right. I yeah. mean, even Marlo Stan, Marlo Stanford, right? Yeah. He yeah. had his little chain of command, but I don't know, man. He just didn't respect the code of the streets either. He just didn't give a shit. Yeah. Marlo, yeah, he just straight up. He was a disruptor. He was a disruptor. He was a disruptor. Yeah. And like the way the last thing. That the Wyatt did that was so dope is talking about like the evolution of characters. So like how Michael's character, uh, Mac Wilde's character, turns into Omar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he became a new Omar. And then yeah. his friend um, uh, Dookie, he becomes Bubbles. Yeah, yeah. But they just showing it at different times. I, what I thought would have been interesting is um, with Mac Wilde's character, if they would have, well, I guess they didn't have time to like explore that. But if they would have explored. Um, his brother's father. Yeah. Like, I guess you assume that he was touched when he was a younger kid. Oh, yeah. And that's why he had him killed. Right. But, like, I, I would have loved them kind of exploring why that psychology kind of made him distant to people and made him kind of turn basically into Omar. Last point on the kids. I think they were also, in a way, smarter than the people who came before them. Because even they would be asking, like, yo, why are we doing like this? Like, that don't make no sense. Right, right. And people would just be like, yo, follow. But if you look at, like, the earlier seasons, people were just following orders. Be like, yo, go catch that body. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a yeah, good yeah. show, man. I think it's top five. I think it's a top five show. Yeah. I oh, yeah, all definitely. Time. All time? Yeah, I would give that. My favorite season is one and three. You never yeah. seen The Wire? Not the odd season. One, oh, yeah, man. Oh, we just spoiled it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, I'm, literally so just spoiled though. Don't take what I just said about being trash. That was just me being an asshole. But no, you're not trash. <laughs> um, no, nah, but I thought it was interesting because I don't know if you, any of y'all heard. You know that they're bringing um, Sopranos back. Wow. Yeah, it's a movie. No, no, no. They're doing a, uh, a prequel. Reboot? Yeah, a reboot, Why? prequel Why? to when. Well, yeah, it's a prequel, right? Yeah, when he was younger. So it's oh, a prequel, okay. right? Yeah, yeah, okay. So Similar it's not like, like a reboot of oh, okay, of the yeah. series. It's a prequel to the series. Similar like what they're doing in Game of Thrones. I think they're gonna they're doing a prequel. Oh, yeah, they're, they're doing, doing a prequel that to that. Damn, man, I didn't even catch up on what they got now. Oh, hey man, man Hollywood got to eat, bro. They gotta eat. <laughs> I get trash, it. Bro. I, mean, it, I mean, but the Game of Thrones budget is crazy. I would not want to lose that budget. Like you know, HBO's like, yo, we need those M's. Because they shoot it, I think, in New Zealand and all that. A word? Yeah. Imagine yeah. the marketing dollars behind all that. Oh, my God. Whoever is the agency who's still marketing, I guarantee they're like, oh, we just re-up. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bag. It's, it's a, a bag, easy, man. It's an easy bag. Yeah, that's somebody oh, yeah. going to college or a nice steak dinner, if that's what you're into. You have so many you know? dedicated fans, it's like an easy sell. You ain't got to really work to But somewhere. I guess the question is, is it going to be good? That's my Well, that's why I think not, about the, the Sopranos. The Sopranos... Sopranos was, or or Game of Thrones? Well, both prequel something being a prequel. I guess. I think I think Game of Thrones is gonna be good because there's so many stories. Yeah, and it's like so many directions you can go with that. I would hope so. And the writing here lately has been pretty pretty good. Oh, for most shows. Yeah. So it lot, sounds so. like the consensus is you're for a prequel as long as the writing's good. Yeah, yeah. always. It's always all about the right. Writing. I mean, even I don't know, Better Call Saul, which is a prequel. It's uh, good. I love true. that. 
Yeah, of like it. Breaking right. Bad for just for the lawyer, but that's a really good show. When they moved the the night, because it doesn't come on Sundays anymore, right? Uh, I think it when it first came on Sundays, I was on it, and then when they moved it to like Tuesday, I was yeah. like, nah. Okay, why can't we get prequels to like old black shows? Let's do that. Like a prequel to Living Single, a prequel to Sanford and Son. <laughs> I don't know. Can you do it? Mm. Uh, you don't necessarily be Living single, right? You know what is Fred G. Sanford before he had his son, right? That's true, right? What he was doing. I would love to see a prequel to Living Single. Do you know that? I hope this isn't breaking news, but it's somewhere on it online. I know it's true, but that's another show that deserves more accolades. Oh yeah, because the guy singles, you um, don't even have friends. Yeah, friends you know, came I, from living friends single. Literally came from living single. The guy said he got the idea from yeah. from that show, which is crazy. Did they bring I'm, friends back? Nah, nah, nah. They brought back. Just Netflix. That's it. It was on Netflix. Yeah, I believe it's on Netflix. Oh, where? They brought, they brought Similar back how they did Rachel. Full House. So they did bring it back. I remember they bought Fuller House. Yeah. But they but Will and Grace relaunched as the same characters, just ten, fifteen yeah. years similar later. similar to Roseanne. Yeah. Yeah, shouts to Rose. They, yeah, they nah. killed her off the show. That's yeah, no problem. Killed, yo, she wish she had a heart attack. How she she stay on Twitter. Is she gonna get <laughs> dying of a heart attack on they the show? Let her stay. <laughs> I don't know if she had a heart attack. They should. They should have let her stay. You, you think, think so? so? Yeah. I mean, there's like, a lot of people in Middle you, America who like that. Have a, you're allowed to have an opinion. It's freedom of speech, you know. True. And and I don't think that you know, a lot of times uh, everybody else is getting away with saying what they want to say and apologizing later. You right. know. Mm. So. You know why not her for the fans? But I think I think once we start once we start That's talking about point. how it's impacting them corporate dollars, that was, yeah, these words without my mouth. Then you gotta go because a brand don't want to put their you gotta content go. next and media, to that, right? That People media, all about brand media. safety. They're like, yeah, it is. It is brand right? safety. It's like, hey, you can have that freedom of speech, but do that on your my own brand time. Will be next to your thing because you know, true, true. It's yeah. crazy like that. But I, think I mean, there to be clear, there probably are brands and backdoors that. Have that conversation. Oh yeah, but they don't want to the masses. They don't. Let Maybe she should have been on HBO. I mean, all it takes, all it takes yeah. is just one or two people getting or on Comedy Twitter. Central. It takes That's one it. or two people getting on Twitter and say, "Oh well, I don't know." Pepsi supports a racist, and then that's a whole That's true. thing. It's news stories, but well, or Coca Cola. As well. Started by started by Confederate. Confederate. Yeah, we could get we're gonna get into, that, into that. Um, Confederate juice. <laughs> <laughs> Made with cocaine. <laughs> um, Sprinkle some cocaine. <laughs> Sprinkle um, some crack on. Tell them why you're here. How I know you. I I didn't do this in the beginning. So my name is Shanisha, um, and I'm a financial coach. Right. My brand is Shanisha's Changing Lives. You can add me on Instagram. Um, but my, you know, I work for a large independently for a large company and I'm partnered with over 150 different financial firms and I simply educate people, provide education for them. And then I help them establish their, their, their goals and, and dreams and then see how we can get them to their goals and dreams. Financial right? goals and dreams. Financial or? goals and dreams. So like okay. see where they are right now mm-hmm. um, in comparison to their, where they want to be. And then I create a roadmap for that, you know. That's dope. And so yeah. we've been friends, you know, me and Tony, been friends for a while um, through my husband. Yeah. And, um, you know, and recently we said. My husband to, used to come to the block. Yeah. Chill out. He he knew some people in Queens, actually yeah. my neighbors. Um, and we all used to hang out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I knew him for a little while. Dope. Yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, you got to keep. I feel like I don't know a lot of people my age who are doing like a lot of. Um, 
entrepreneurial jobs. Yeah. So it's like I feel like it's always good to support. Uh, I was a little sketchy at first. I thought she was one of those people. You know those people who have that sign that says you should be here. I thought that's what she was doing. Pyramid scheme shit. Yeah. I thought she was doing you should be here. I was like, nah, I can't fuck with that. And then What's I saw more people start working with her. I was like, all right, let me, let me, let me see what this is about. Credibility's up. Yes. Nah, yeah, yeah. But really? so really quick, I think this is important. Um, talk a little bit because you worked a regular nine to five. What made you want to get into entrepreneurship or become an entrepreneur? Oh, I've always had an entrepreneur mentality. You know, um, I've even with my mom, like I seen her um, just hustle. She was mm-hmm. a hustler for real. And so I just always knew that I couldn't work for someone. Even though she had jobs, I knew that when she didn't have a job, she still had a hustle mentality, you mm-hmm. know. And so that was just how the mentality established for me. And so um, I knew that my job would only fund my dreams, you right, know. Right. And so that's what that was the goal. And, and it was interesting because when I initially got into working, um, I got comfortable. What you know, were you doing? I, I, was, I never knew. What I you was, was working doing. for the New York State Department of Labor. I started building my business at the same time while working my job. You know, a lot of times people will tell you, "Oh, quit your job and go full force, or whatever." Right, right. And I just think that that's I don't, that mentality is not for everyone. One, right. that is not for everyone, and two, I don't think that most people should do it. Right. You know, um, because my job was an outlet to a lot of my success. Right. You know, mm. like I was, I was able to kind of test the waters and with my job. So basically, Can you talk what, about that. Oh, you got yeah. yeah, well, yeah. What that means is that um, I would like learn about personal development, mm-hmm. right? Because you have to develop your mind above everything. If you don't grow you, your your income is a direct reflection of who you are right now. I agree you with that. So, Damn, um, what does that say about me? Right. So, you know, we all we're, it's we, a work we in all getting better, right? man. Yeah, like, work in you know, progress. You know, yeah. you know how I give it up. Like, I don't even think about what. What last year was about like I'm always forward never backwards that's true yeah. so like it's that. like I never think about like you know we talk about we work together at the old, like I never think about that place mm. I do when it's uh, when it's applicable to whatever the topic is right I don't think about that like so you know and a lot of times what happens is your your dollar value like you know right now you may say like oh what's your dollar value your dollar value is is not the first thing the most important thing or the first thing that grows you know the first thing that grows is your self-value. Mm-hmm. Once your self-worth grows, right? Mm-hmm. And right now you're building it. So right now you may say like, well, my account says this. What? No, you're building your self-worth. And tomorrow, literally tomorrow, all of a sudden you can be booking $100,000 deals. Each seg- each uh, segment, Damn. each person, you understand? Just like that. You can go from zero to 100000 Just like that. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we don't see, you're not going to always get the, the, the increments. It's going to yeah. just be a jump, you know? Right. right. But, um... What was I saying before? So, because um, because and also uh, an important reason why I wanted you on the pod is because I think um, entrepreneurship is something we stress and push push a lot. And for anybody listening, like, what would be some like? I mean, I think you gave touched on a little bit of it, but like, what would be some advice of like how to go for exact? Don't take it word for word, but like take it and apply what can whoever's listening like what would you say for someone who's probably working a nine to five who's like all right, i want to try to do my entrepreneurship i want to try to do something outside of what i'm doing because this city job ain't rocking <laughs> um so i'm sorry i just want to correct it. it's state job i don't want anyone to hear this oh, my say, bad. that's a yeah. state job right uh, it's a state that's job that's true, that's true. <laughs> you know but, people always want to correct yeah, but, yeah you got um, to you got to but um when it came down to it you know me having i was when i learned self-development and personal development 
I would instill that into because I would go to my job when I went when I went to my job. They developed the mentality for me. If you ever go into any like of these city state agencies, right. the people the people pretty much don't have the best attitudes. They're kind of like comfortable. you know very comfortable, and you don't you don't get the best um, of customer service. I'm happy you brought that right? up. I'm so, ha- yeah, no, please expound. But I'm happy because I yeah yeah. So because of that, I would meet customers how my coworkers told me what I should expect. You know, mm. so I would already have my guard up. I would already have an attitude ready right. to, to disrespect someone who I felt was going to disrespect me. And so it's inside info. Yeah. And, you know, know, I would. Um, I think we all know this, but it's good to it's good nah, to get the validation. I, I, see, I just thought nah. they all came in with an right? attitude. Like, that's but part of the job description. Like <laughs> they, they expecting you to come with an attitude. Yeah. So that's why they were trying exactly. to. No, nah, but what I come with, like, I mean, most places just, just I come with a smile. I do. I come with a smile. I'm very respectful. And then when I don't receive that, like, it's not me. It's you. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it has to be you. Like, but I'm sorry. No. Yeah, go ahead. No. We could talk about that for days. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because like, cause, cause think about it, right? Like, we and, you know, Tony, you, myself, like, AD, like, we deal with, like, corporate clients, marketers, like, business people, right? Millions of dollars. Millions and millions of dollars. Like, like, like we're yeah. budgeting every year, right? And with that, it's like, you know, you reading the email. Email really, there's no real tonality in email. And you reading, you're like, yo, this motherfucker really just, mm-hmm. but you got to respond. Like, you have to keep your professional hat on and saying, like, all right, let me let me take two minutes or whatever. Like, let me think about this. Let me think about right. this, right? And then, but you still have to show them, like, yo, this is business at the end of the day. Right. So, and I feel like you outside of work, I, I've noticed, like, even... Whether if it's, you know, I have my perception about people with, like, city or state-type jobs. Like, and that's just me. That's who I am. Like, because, like, they know that they're going to get their pension. They know they're going to get their check. So, I don't have to be nice to you. Yep. Us, we we work on incentive. Like, we, we, it's like an incentivized shit. Like, yeah, like, I got this account today, but we could lose the account tomorrow. And then now I got to pivot and I have to be agile and move on to the next thing and what did I learn, and how can I like? Um, you all, we're always just redefining ourselves. Yep, right. we're always redefining ourselves. Very so much. I oh, find yeah. that interesting. One hundred percent. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's, it's Darnell's at his best. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I like that. Oh, it ad. Is. What was that? Repeat that. It's Darnell's at his best. Yeah, it's true. That's deep. Yeah, man. I've seen this game change so many times. Man, over twenty three years, twenty four years as a creative professional. I've seen it change like literally every four or five years. Mm. It's crazy. So we're coming up on a change, then. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah. A seismic change. I don't know what that change is, but right. it definitely has something to do with automation. Yeah, as I Absolutely. told you earlier, yeah, we were talking about that. And then you got to figure out what what wit. Excuse me. You have to figure out well where do I fit in this equation? Right. Yeah. How do I matter? How 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 are all the things that I know? Going to say, like, all right, when I'm going to talk about some business, like, people are going to say, well, I'm going to make you a part of the conversation. Right. Yeah. But real quick, I just want to wrap up Shanisha's point. We were talking about entrepreneurship and, like, how, because she used to work for the state. You heard that part. But, like, right. what made her j- transition into entrepreneurship? Trying to motivate so, the listener. Right, right. Yeah. And so to bring it back to the point that I was making is that, you know, I would test. So when, so with, um, me already having that attitude, mm-hmm. you know, I would kind of like, I was a great worker, but I would kind of get in uh, authoritative trouble, you right. know? 
Um, so one thing that I, I learned is that, you know, I'm a, I'm a make you miss me. I'm gonna make you need me. You understand? I know my value. Right. And so, so with that, I said, um, uh, to my, to my, so, so, so when I was like in my last days and I knew like, you know, I put, I put a date on my desk. Right. And, um, I put a date on my desk and everybody was looking at me. They're like looking at my stomach for growth. Like what that date mean? Right. right? But that was my quit date. That was right. the day that I was no longer going to be there. You oh, bet on yourself. You about to have a kid or something? Yeah, they, yeah. they was like, what that date? Because you're a female? Yeah. No, I don't Damn. know what date meant. I just but put you, a date on my desk. But you bet on yourself. But you said yourself. it was yeah. your stomach. Right? No, like, you know people, that's the yeah. first thing they think. Oh, she's pregnant, you know? So, wow. Yeah. This is before you were married, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, before yeah. I was married, but, you know, I was still in a relationship. But, yeah. So, um... So I just was practicing, and my clientele, like even them, they would have attitudes with my with my coworkers, and then the the manager would send them over to me, and it would be no issue. You know, I would talk to people, I would I would connect them to people, I would make them my clients, whatever the case may be. You know, and mm-hmm. people would say like, you know, how how are you so positive? And it's because I started to change my my mentality. Because you knew you was leaving. Exactly, I, and I knew I was leaving, right? But I started changing my mentality, and and I started to adapt new habits because I knew that I was going to be doing my own thing, right. right? So, I would say the important thing is that you have to transition out of that. You know, you don't have to just take a a cold leap of faith. You know, there's an important transition, and I did take a cold leap of faith too because I wasn't even fully as fully prepared, but the, um, as I should have been. But that's just me. Right. I'm I'm a, I'm action oriented. I'll just go after it and then come back and plan later and go over things, right? right? Vulnerability, good, vulnerability. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. what sells, right? Um. So. That's entrepreneurial spirit. So yeah. So you know, for the people that are listening, I would definitely say, you know, you have to have an all-in mentality. You can't work for someone, um, and then and then go home and get tired on your own dreams, goals, and dreams. Like yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you gotta go home and work harder. Exactly. So I used to, you know, work. From um, I used to have to be at work at nine. I was always late, but I used to have to be at work for nine, right? And then I would work nine to five, right? But then sometimes six because I would stay longer to make up the time that I, I came late. And then from it would take me thirty minutes to get to my office, and then six thirty to eleven, I was basically um working my office, whatever, every day for four years. Damn. I've, you know, every day for four. I've been in business five years Dedication. now. Sorry, for three years, and then after that, I quit in in twenty sixteen. Right. We well, had a plan and, and you had a goal. Yeah, I had, had a, a plan and you know, and you have to respect time because a lot of times we don't respect time. We just want to do things and there's an order to things. If you don't follow the time and you're, you know, for me, I'm spiritual. Your time is not aligned. Yo, I'm a big stick right? about time. Like if, if, if I say I'm going to do something at a certain time, I was an hour. I'm always there an hour before. Oh, yeah. I don't know about that time. No, nah, nah, I'm like, <laughs> yo, I'm like anal with time. Like my wife hates sometimes travel with me. Because I do not like being late. That's like, not, I would get awesome. to the airport three hours before I need yeah. to be there. You know what's funny? I go to a client meeting. I am there before the client get there because I like to see what's, what's going on before they get there. The it's wire. like what they in the wire, right? Yeah. Boom. Yeah. You know, you need to, when you, Snoop was about to yeah, you got to yeah. be there. You got to be there long before you, whatever, right? So, yeah. now nah, I agree about the time thing. It's but, huge. Yeah, it's just timing in general is important you know and i'm learning and i'm learning in life to respect time i'm glad time you is said real because yeah. um, something you can't get back exactly. you can make money back but yeah. you can't get time back i'm glad you said that because i always feel like i'm always late but i'm always on time because true mm. because because that makes sense because every because sometimes i'm late for client meetings and shit i'm never late but like there's sometimes with events and stuff i go at a certain time that's quote unquote according to the invite late but when I get there it's like everything is happening at the right time they're singing happy birthday the food is served drinks are poured I'm like oh if I would have been here two hours earlier I'd still be waiting yeah 
and you he's know, selfish. No, he's I, like I, me. I, I had that same mentality. I have. I had. I'm not gonna say. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I'm selfish too. I don't want to wait on people. Like that was my mentality, and so you know. But I had to learn timing, and and all aspects of it because if you don't respect timing you don't then respect you're, the person exactly you don't respect people you don't respect yourself yeah right and and you'll jump too soon yeah or you'll jump too late you know and mm. it's so important that we start to respect our time and follow our intuition because let me tell you a quick story when i was going to quit my job my boss had some said something real slick to me at the time it was like two uh it was about i think it was three days before i was going to quit Right. right and they and, knew you were gonna quit nope they didn't know i was gonna okay. quit right um and so she was leaving and she had said i had and i made up my date based off when she was leaving because she was the one that man that hired me right so i was like all right i'm gonna leave when when you leave right which was that same year you know um and so like three days before my, my date she goes um she says something like oh sit, sit with this person this client and i said um why that's that that person's customer that's not you know she said well um and you know and so why are you complaining she said at least you have a job or something like that right mm-hmm. she said you cannot have a job or you cannot work here something real slick like that so i just looked at her and it took everything and i know when that you're gonna quit in three days yeah, yeah you know i'm like and and if i was i feel like if i disrespected my time and said cool you're right because i'm gonna quit i was gonna quit anyway right my whole life would be different you know, my, my start into, you know, because if my start would have been different because the first few months was tough. But then after that, the first like two months, I had my biggest month in, you know, $17,000 in, in one month. Mm. I had my biggest month in, in, um, in my life, That's you dope. know? And so if I, if I didn't respect my time though, that could have been a completely different story, mm. you know? And then the first few months after that, I already made, um, a quarter, uh, more than, sorry, I already made. Well, be My careful because the IRS. Is, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> fine. Don't snitch on yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. We, you know, I'm, it's okay. It's okay. I pay taxes, right? Um, but you know, but I made I made what I needed to make. You understand? Um, don't worry. I, you know, right. I have a lot of expenses. Uh, office on office on Wall Street is expensive. But um, hey, this like, this podcast, right, I'm writing exactly, off exactly right. It's expensive, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, figure that out. Yeah, so ten ninety nine. So um, but the the point was that you know. Three days before, I, I just quit my, I quit my, I quit. My, I could have quit my job, but then I just waited. And then three days later, you know, I handed her my stuff, and she was just looking like I just knew this was coming, mm. um, you know. But she was happy, right. you know, because she was happy that I was following my dreams. That's always good. I yeah. think when you quit somewhere and people are happy yeah. for you, that's good. She was that like, means they, they, she they wanted. She saw growth. more of me. Yeah. Exactly. My manager though, like she was a supervisor. Oh, oh, oh. The manager was. Sick. Well, manager's gonna be like right. that because they they're transactional. You know. I made a I made a meme. <laughs> Sometimes they know you're the best. You're the like, I made Damn. a meme right of my of a. I had took a picture when I was in like Panama and it was a funny oh, face and I made man. a meme saying the face you make when the face your boss makes when you tell her that you leave you quitting. And somehow it got to her, and she oh, got she took offense, right? Oh. And she just got upset. I mean, she'd be alright, but she she be yeah. Bad. But that, that's because of that. That's because of that mindset. Yeah, and that, it's like, oh well, you know, you have this, and this is the best thing that's ever happened to exactly. you. And you can't do more, and it's bullshit. You know that's exactly. bullshit. Well, they're jealous. Yeah, I mean, that's no, I'm just saying. But they're, they're like, jealous. Oh, man, they get to leave. Yeah, you know, they're, so, and they're yeah. jealous that she, they can't do what she does. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Take risk. So I thought this was interesting. The Pope launched an app. Bringing it into the digital world, right? I guess why did it take so long? Because apps kind of been a, been here for a while. I'm sure there was a prayer app before the Pope did it, and like the Pope was like top 
top G. True. It comes to religion. I mean, if you're Catholic, I don't know. I mean, if you look at like anything that's not a corporation, right? And even corporations have problems launching their own digital channels. But you know, religious organizations and governments are probably the worst people to manage and launch any kind of digital platform because it does take a certain type of mindset to one want to do it number two maintain it like the moment you turn on that app that you got a team like running that 24 7 it's not like a website you, you can launch a website and if it's a brochure website or if it's a shopify like e-commerce that could more or less can manage itself right but when it comes to an app because apps like literally update all the time and literally has to like change when an operating system change or it gets bugs or a new handset come out. Like there's so many variables going into like maintaining the app. So I'm thinking just purely speculation that these guys figure out like the best way to want to launch that app mm-hmm. and really make it where it's immersive. Right. And I do think one of you guys right. mentioned that it has a web app, right. Which allows most yeah, people I just looked at it to before we interact went. with that engagement without having to download a native app. So I'm thinking that's why it's took, it took this long. To, Probably. to launch that app, right? Because, like I said, app is a commitment. That's true. Know? It it really is. I'd be. I wonder how many people got. I think it's also just about it. You know, the church is conservative. They are. You know, so with yeah. it being very conservative, you have to remember they have to decide: is this something that is in respect to God? You know, you know, and making that decision. And so I think that um, they were kind of probably following things like the Bible app, you right? Know, and seeing how. It's mm, even like transforming and, 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 yeah. and becoming um, a communication platform yeah. for people to have that more conversations about God. And, true. you know, um, it's almost like it's a, so almost like a social media in itself now. Yeah, you know? true. So it went from just being um, something that you read the Bible on to like, you know, now we can share notes and all these different things. And so I think that they probably followed that, saw it, and then decided, you know what? This is something we can bring. It's it's good for people. Right. It's, it's right. Somebody young had to be like, yo, nah, check right. this Definitely out. Definitely a young progressive person who's big into social media and see how social interactions in something like the Bible app, which is probably influenced from what you would do in any social website or, or app, can easily make this a little bit more viable. So yeah. I totally get it. Totally get it. Yeah. And I'm also just with that, like, I think it's, it's an opportunity for, like, the Catholic Church to kind of steer and dictate some narratives um just and bringing themselves back into like the realms and catching up with right. like social media or like just regular digital media within itself i mean i know i've spoken about this before but like you know we talk about like the vatican too like that came about because the church was behind and they saw that you know advertising and marketing was tapping into the people like everyday people's lives right right so what happens with the church? I mean, the church has a following, so like they're losing control. So now they have to kind of pivot and find ways to say like, how can we still keep our mass audience, right? And I feel like with this is just another um, stepping stone to that. It's kind of late, I agree with Tony, um, but at the same time, like I also agree with the point where he's saying like, you have to make sure it's done the right way because we're dealing with like, the church has been around for Lord knows how long, how many years. And it's like, it's so many people are going to feel away or impact. And if you don't do it the right way, and then you have to have like the money behind it. It's like, yeah, 
if we ain't gonna launch it the right way, we don't want to touch it. We don't want to. You know, we don't want to mess with it. Again, I'm just interested in seeing when that donation button. Oh, is it's coming! Come. It's coming! That's bro. what I'm looking forward bro, to. Bro, look, come on, man. You know it's that, gonna happen. Man, on, the Pope got a cash app. Put a little something, something on the Pope. <laughs> the Pope got a cash. App. He got a Venmo. Hey, look, I got a diabolical mind here, right? <laughs> so I'm just gonna take this like the exact a, a parallel path there, right? So you got the Pope who's doing this app. What happens with some of these other guys, kind of like the Kenneth Copelands, the, the Creflo Dollars? Ooh, Creflo Dollar. I mean, would they consider, like, duplicating that same experience? Because it's this old saying that, you know, well, even at my job, we say the last best experience is the minimal experience you want to deal with going forward, right? right? So if the church is successful with this platform, does these televangelists start replicating the same thing? Yeah. Right? Right. I'm just saying, because the donation button is huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to see Creflo Dollar uh, money da- um, money walk on the. <laughs> I want to see Creflo Dollar walk on that money. I ever showed you that he video? He walking on some phones. Oh no, he was. <laughs> In today's he was walking on some phones. He gonna be right? walking on some. <laughs> I have, you gotta YouTube that. I just want you guys to know that I'm the first person to get someone to twerk in the Vatican. What? <laughs> what? God damn! I'm not even that. No, break this down. Break this down. Break this down. Break this down. Me and my friend. So me and my friend, we went to um to to Rome, and I was like, you know, let's go to the Vatican. So my friend thought Which the Vatican friend is this? drama. Oh. So she thought the <laughs> she thought the Vatican was a museum. So she's wearing like poom poom shorts, right? And okay. it's like cheeks is out and everything, and nice. she's like big leg tattoo, everything, right? And so I said, in a, in a crop shirt, I said, you're wearing that? And she said, yeah, what you mean? And I said, all right, I can't tell a grown woman what to do, right? right. So she goes that's in she, there. That's what she looked like. Yeah, so she, so she goes in there, and um, we get online, and they're like, uh-uh, uh-uh. You know, they, they stopped like, us. They stopped so, you guys? Yeah, so we had to go buy some, like, um, some scarves. They were some, like, long scarves. Oh, sure. So we went and buy some scarves and wrapped ourselves up. That's her. Um, <laughs> so, so we, we wrap ourselves. Um, I mean, I was wearing a skirt, but they said a dress, but they said it was like a little too short. So whatever, we get in the Vatican, and I said, you know, she's a daredevil, and it's all strict and uptight, you know, for obvious reasons. And so I said to her, um, you know, I give you five dollars if you twerk in the Vatican. Oh, and wow. so she's like, man, I do it. I need to see the five dollars. And I said, all right, I have it right here. She goes up to the wall and she puts her hand on the wall and then she starts twerking in the Vatican and I'm just like running away from it. It was the funniest thing ever. I don't even know if anybody really noticed us or saw us, but they were probably like, Who the hell are these people? She didn't make it clap, did she? She <laughs> not 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 like that, nah. God. We should have we should have from been, Atlanta, so he knows yeah, the real thing. We should have did a little bit more. But she was a little <laughs> she was a little nervous, can't lie. But oh. I'm hey. just saying we was the first ones, you know, so if you ever see it go viral, just know. Hey, get your Mary Magdalene on, baby. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> and the Vatican, the Vatican got all that for five dollars. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that's five dollars she didn't have. Huh? Um, that's man, a that's tip funny. down in the clubs and hey, bro, that's a good hour. That's a dance. And, right. That's yeah. a good hour. That's a good thirty minutes. Right? I just know because somebody told me. <laughs> um, well, on to something that's not as interesting. But uh, <laughs> Facebook is back in the news. Oh, I don't know if you guys saw this. So basically, um. There was a loophole in Apple's terms and conditions, and they, from what I understand, they paid people to sign up and use this app and then basically give up their data. And I think Facebook put like a halt on them um, and removed any apps they were doing um, from the iPhone 
Because, I mean, Tim Cook is really strict on that. I mean, yeah. that's like one of Apple's key. That's one of their key sellers that like, yo, we're not going to give up your data. data You're safe with us. Data, pri- data privacy. Um, do you think Facebook... Do you think Facebook has become a habitual line stepper? Oh, yeah. They're Rick James. Yeah. They're definitely Rick James. They step over the line all the time. But nobody, it's so powerful. It's like, you know, who's going to regulate? Who's going to check them? That's who's going to check me, boo? We need, we need Charlie, a Charlie Murphy, a.k.a. Who's going to check them? Outside check of, them. I, I guess in this case, well, it seems that regulation of big companies is going to have to come from other big companies because governments are really not set up to regulate something they don't know nothing about. But that's also, we kind of talked about this a little bit before the pod. That's also a little bit of a bro way of thinking like, yo, we're just going to do whatever we want until we get in trouble. And then we'll, then we'll backtrack it a little bit. I think Apple checked them in the long run. It makes more financial sense for these guys to, to like, Hey, enforce these strict policies, especially with all the, you know, these strict, codes coming from like the EU about personal information and antitrust laws and privacy laws. Like you probably didn't notice every site you go to now, like the cookie thing kind of pops up to say, Hey, it's okay that we're tracking you. We're yep. doing cookies. Like that is like a new policy coming out of Where? EU that's affecting that. everywhere. Right? Like you go on any site on your phone, you'll see that pops up first and you cash it then either comes back or goes away. But you know, a lot of companies are getting sued by, you know, other governmental agencies such as like, even with Apple, right? So I can see how Apple, like, look, you know, you guys fucking up and doing all this crazy, you know, spying on people. In the long run, it's going to cost us money and trust with our uh, shareholders and people using our ecosystem. They sell in this ecosystem of trust. Like, mm-hmm. to, you know, Rose's point, if I'm buying an Apple product, I at least feel like they're taking some, you know, steps to, to guard my information. Right. Especially in the world, and you know everything's getting hacked. Like Apple would even let the they didn't even allow the FBI to even crack one of their phones yeah. years ago. That was gangster. When that you know like dude that. was out west shooting people, and they need to get into his phone. They're like, yeah. nah, we're not gonna build it because we build it now. We can't unlock it, and we can't put it back yeah. in the bag. And boom. So I get it, man. It's it's that just adds to their bottom line by actually checking Facebook. It's about the bottom line in the long tail of it all. Yeah, yeah I think, yeah. Those are all great points, too, because, like, if you think about it, um, now it's kind of highlighting the coexistence between product and service, right? And it's like they both need each other. They do. But then it's like, you know, it could be, like, people who work together. Like, we work together. We don't got to like each other, but we got to figure this thing out, right? So, I mean, I think by by Apple checking them, um, I mean, let's see what happens because, like, Per what Tony said, like Facebook is just doing what the fuck they want to do anyway. So they're like, whatever, man. Who like, else gonna check Facebook? Yeah, they. I don't know. Who can check them? They backing out the ratchet on everybody. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the FBI can't check them. The CIA. I mean, don't don't hack me. I'm just saying. Right. Yeah, those guys can't check Facebook. But a trillion dollar company is the only company that was actually able to, you know, say, you know, nah, you ain't gonna do this. Right. You know. Yeah, I thought that was gangster. Speaking of Apple, I think Rose, you sent this. I didn't read into it, but they're trying to launch like a Netflix type of situation. What do you, what do you, what do y'all think about that? I feel like there's already a lot of content out there. It's not gonna be that big, I don't think. Oh really? Why you think so? Because I think that um, 
Netflix already kind of made its mark and it, it's already made its brand. So if you look at other companies like the Hulus or even the Amazons, mm-hmm. you know, trying to do the same streaming process, it's always going to be referred to as Netflix. You'll be on Amazon and it'll be Netflix, you know. So yeah, it's I good just, branding. Yeah, so yeah. I just don't think that even it may not, it may not fail, but it's definitely not to re- taking the place of Netflix. Yeah. I think it's more I think so it's going to eat a little bit in the market. I don't but, know. I mean, I mean, if you think of Apple Music, it, a lot of people didn't think that was going to rock. I, well, see, but Apple already had a history with music. They've yeah. always had music. Right? But I think the key thing is they're already on your phone. So it's like but yeah, they it's might do a, a Bon Jovi thing where one day you open your phone and you have this movie app or you have this TV app on but your phone. But there lies a problem with Apple, being that they're so strict about keeping the ecosystem so tightly controlled. How can somebody watch Apple, I guess, if they're going to call it Apple TV for argument's sake, how can they watch it if they don't have an Apple device? Right. True. That's true. Right? Yeah. So it's like now they're forcing you to watch a certain type of content on their devices. And I just feel like Netflix's success is that they're ubiquitous. They're, they're omnichannel. You can literally watch Netflix on a laptop, on any smartphone, or any tablet, Right. And now on set-top boxes, over-the-top boxes. So they've had a lot of success with that. And even Amazon was kind of a locked system, but now they're opening up. So I don't know. I, I just think, you know, Apple don't usually open their systems up to other things. It, it's in a tight ecosystem. Yeah. So I don't know how this is going to play out. But beyond, like, the, the platform play, the content, I mean. Well, is that, how's that going to look? Yeah. Because right. in true, Netflix didn't have their own content initially. Right, they rent it from the studios, but now it's, it's Netflix exclusives. Yeah, told Blockbuster. I'm a little tired get, of Netflix exclusives. Told Blockbuster get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but Disney, Disney's probably the only one that can take on a Netflix because they got a. Shit, they own everything. They got a lot of content. Yeah. They're pulling content from Netflix. Yeah, I think I think with this whole Apple thing though, I mean, it's just going to show just like the lack of innovation. Like that was the first thing I thought mm-hmm. about. Right, it's like. They've always been, you know, Steve Jobs in his presentation, like it was always like, this is what the next looks like, right? right. Yeah. Now we're just following the trends. Like we got money, so like, hey, all right, let's put, it's like, you know, let's put our bets on that. Let's put our bets on 27 red. Let's put our bets on 12 black, Well, right? I mean, the only thing I would disagree with is I feel like, don't t- kill me for this, but I feel like even when Steve Jobs was here, they would still take things that existed, but I but they would take it to the next level. But I don't know if they really no bring it. They weren't the first to do something, right. but they were the first. They would innovate shit, right? Yeah, yeah. they would. So they didn't. They didn't want the first to do an MP3 I mean, player. Yeah, sure. nothing. That nothing, was my point. It's not the first to do the when iPod. I, what I'm saying is nothing brand new under the sun. And to my earlier point about that is like I have Apple TV. You know what? Apple TV is all based off apps. So I can actually watch Netflix, Netflix on Apple TV. So my point is, is that like, soft flex? What is that a soft flex? Oh, no, I it wasn't Apple a flex TV. at all. I'm, 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 I'm getting to a point. I'm getting to a point. Right, my bad, my bad, my bad. Let me get my balls off. Let me get my balls off. Look, so right, so they got Apple. So Apple TV, you can actually watch Netflix. So is is the 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 pivot or the turnaround to say? Okay, we can, you can't download Netflix on Apple TV anymore because we have our own product, right? Like, mm-hmm. I guess that's what the conversation is. I guess for me, the only way I'm interested in this is, one, if I'm able to use this, leverage this, and share it with yeah. my friends. But, like, let's say if this is going to be a – is this going to be a paid thing? Because I don't know if it's going to be a paid thing. And if it is, how many subscribers can I share it with? Because if it makes sense, and is it cheaper than what I'm getting for Netflix? Because that's the only way that I'm going to care. 
If not, mm, price. I'm not really going to. Right? Right? I mean, yeah. And then will they have like, are, are they going to roll out? They got so much dough. Will they do have like a production house where they like producing content? content? But is it enough? Right. Is it enough to care, right? I don't know. I yeah, I mean, Apple care? doesn't even. I don't really. I don't, I don't even know if I care now. And Apple doesn't even sell media. So, I mean, I mean Netflix doesn't thing. either, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know. Mm. I heard it talking about turning the ads on Netflix. I've really? I've been reading about that. Mm. You mm. Know, I know Hulu yeah, Hulu's. is turning on ads when you pause the video. Like, if you pause, like, the content, mm-hmm. uh, they, they're going to start serving you ads smart. when you pause it. It kind of makes That's sense. Smart. Yo, honestly, I don't fuck with Hulu. Me neither. I don't either. I, I, no, no, no. Their uh, specs to submit commercials is horrible. Really? <laughs> like, it's, it's just horrible. That explains why. That, that's so, not, it's, so, not, it's not standard. It's so like you, some, some old shit. That so, you like, don't watch it because of this, like, a professional, like. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, because, well, I mean, I watch it, but I don't pay for it. I gotcha, watch it gotcha. other people. Yeah, got Hulu, but, they like, I don't know. Yeah, man, that's, yeah. What I, that's, that's the only way this thing going to make sense. If I could share don't with all you all. That. And we can watch it at the same time. Yeah, oh, it makes sense. Cool. I just feel like this is a this is a wait and see for me. This, I'm not excited about this. Yeah, I'm not excited not about it either. It's not, you know. All right. What uh, about you, Shanice? Nope, not at all. Oh, okay. yeah, I'm, I'm, point. I'm like never. We're a good sample size, so uh, I think. Okay, they're gonna give out a trial. But you did you try it for a trial? Uh, and everyone has Apple devices in this room, yeah, so it I'll makes sense. It. it does, but I just feel like yeah, yeah, we watch a lot of content. Like <laughs> yeah. For me, right? yeah. You know what if I decide to switch Android tomorrow? Oh, that's a wrap. They hire more uh, women and black uh, producers and creatives for the content. I'll support it. It has to be about the content because otherwise it's kind of like, why should I give a fuck? Mm, that's I mean, true. you know, we watch Netflix for certain content. Oh, we watch if Google for they give the same feature where, like, you know, you can do five devices and I can just take someone's password, then I'm cool with I'm, it. I'm sure, yeah, sure it'll be like that. I'm sure it'll be like that. Yo, speaking of content, sorry, I gotta backtrack. Do you know they um rebooting Boomerang? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Halle on Berry BET? and Gina White uh, are actually working on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I knew about that. How 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 you well, feel about that? Have you seen Boomerang? No. Oh damn. Nah. Yeah. I'm old. It's kind of an ad thing though. So, but anyway, Boomerang is kind of near and dear to. That's all good. <laughs> Nah, cause uh, the first agency we worked at, it was kind of loosely based on that. And then, depending on who you're talking to, <laughs> they say it was loosely based off the other agency out of Chicago, Burrell. Depending on who you're talking to. Nah, but if you look at the producer, yeah, he used to work at UW. No, but if you look, what the one no. of the writers of Boomerang used to work at you, you know, you know, yeah. But if you look at um. The flamboyant producer, he doesn't remind you of somebody. Oh, oh. yeah, oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yo, your old boss. Some somebody yeah, told 100%. me that I was like, I was like, oh yeah, 100%. he does kind of remind me of yo, your old boss. One hundred percent. I'm asking when we get him on the pod. <laughs> I'm like, yo, have you? Is anybody? Uh, Shout out to that OG. Base a character off of you. Yeah, we gotta um, get him up there. Yo, we gonna pay some bills and then uh, wrap oh, it up. I like that. This is that's dope. Yeah. I mean, it's good. You know, right. hey, year, you know, people trying to follow some, you know, goals. Got to go get it. Got to go get it. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So what we say when we wrap it up? Hey, man. No soft talk when it comes to telling the truth. All right. Check us on the next part.